Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 155 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. What's Derek going on, made us late. Yep, Derek, Derek made us <laughs> Derek late. Derek made us late. Oh. Get it out there in the open. Shade right off the bat. <laughs> wow. Just already started throwing fire. <laughs> Derek Get as in there. Derek from DVC Resale Market, and we'll explain why in a few minutes. <laughs> All right. But um, how are you guys doing? What's up? How's yeah. it going? Yeah, pretty good. Good, I guess. Yeah. All right, look, I had a few things I wanted to chat about. I'm just yeah, let's, let's talk right about it. it. So, yeah. And then we'll, yeah. then we'll introduce our guest. Yep. So the first thing was, is, you know, I, it's kind of been weighing on me a little bit, just, you know, Christmas spirit, right? Holiday spirit and things like that. And, you know, I was a tad, um, I don't know, I'd say maybe a little bit disappointed in myself. So I was at Lytle, right? Lytle? Is that where I was? I was at Lytle. You know, it was an older lady in front of me and she said, oh, you know, do you want to go first? Um, you know, cause she had a ton of stuff. I mean, like a ton of stuff, but I was off. So I didn't necessarily care. So I said, no, of course not. You know, you go ahead, you know, take your time. I'm not in a rush. And then when we got to the end, like, I guess because she had so much stuff and I really wasn't paying attention, like I stuck my credit card in by mistake first. And then it was like, oh, her bill was like 120. So I pulled it out real quick. Right. And I was like, oh gosh, no, that's not me. Right. And, you know, I thought about it, though, and I felt a little bad about it. And I said, you know, in theory, like, I should have just paid for her. Actually, when I left the store after, I, I felt bad. And I just, you know, kind of wanted to get that whole spirit out there. Like, you know, sometimes there's just missed opportunities. Definitely a missed opportunity for me. I mean, you know, yeah, it was expensive, but, you know, why not? And I just feel like, as you know, we get into this season, it, it should be a lot more about that. Right. Like that's what we should be dealing with with this season. So again, a little bit of a missed opportunity, but you know, hopefully our listeners, um, have that holiday spirit. So that was just a quick little side note, but really what I wanted to talk about, which is what I've been doing for gosh, I want to say, I think I'm at like 40 hours. It took me to do this mix book. So I know Trevor was asking about it beforehand. And this is, it's kind of like a shutterfly thing, right? Where you create a book, but it's, it's a little bit more, um, I don't know. It's higher quality, I guess. There was actually an option for a leather bound edition. I was like, no, I don't need all that. But for everyone that's always looking for presents or as you have kids that are kind of getting older, what I did this year was, is my son's senior season, you know, playing soccer. And I went to every game. I took 9,000 pictures, I think 9,000 pictures. And I have to give a shout out to Charles Mary. He definitely helped do two pictures that I really wanted in this book. And they came out phenomenal. He's Um, he's incredibly talented. Incredibly talented. So So go check out his stuff. Um, But I want to say that putting it all together, you know, I ended up taking all the scores. I actually, after every game, I took notes so that when I went back, because there was 24 games, I went back, I could write like little notes in the book for each of the games on how he played. And like I said, I took pictures of the whole team, but I, you know, again, a lot more of my son than the rest of the team. And all the parents were just ecstatic. I think after all was said and done, I had about 4,000 pictures of other kids um, that came out nice. But anyway, I put this mixed book together. Gosh, it wasn't cheap. It ended up costing high high hundreds, right? With like crazy 70% discount from Black Friday. But it's all done. It looks like it came out great. I was totally looking forward to it. So everyone that has kids that play sports or maybe band or even whatever other things, maybe, you know, theater. Going through that senior year and taking all those pictures and kind of trying to attend everything, it makes for really good present the next year, maybe a going away present for college, but just in general. So... Want to let everyone know that that came out great. 
I loved it, and it was an experience. I did not miss one minute of 24 games. It was crazy. Wow. Long season. That's great, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So that was it. Now now I'm done with uh, <laughs> with what I want to uh, – my two intro things. Your two intro things up front. Go ahead, Trevor. Yep. I, I really like the – that's a great idea, Damon. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly um, – I – you, you know, I've got a couple of years before my son hits mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that high school point, but yep. you know, you got me thinking now. So thank you. You know, <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll tell you the truth. Like my wife said something to me, I said, no, this isn't an afterthought. This is like, you have to plan this. Like you have to be ready for that year. And Trevor, I can tell you what it was also nice at the end of the book. I had some pictures from JV and last year varsity. And then I had a page where I had one picture from every year he played soccer. I put that in the back. So oh, nice. It all came out nice. Yeah, it was it was a lot of work, but I was <laughs> jokingly I was saying this could be my artistic um I don't know a good word for it. It might be the best thing I've ever done artistically and will ever do. Flash <laughs> might of have been brilliance this. is the <laughs> this term. might have been this might have been it. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's you know, it's funny you say that because I I gotten like a really like uh really good gift for like my, my stepdad last year for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it was like the best gift I've ever come up with. Yep. And I was saying this year, I was like, what do I do this year? I can't top what I did last year. I peaked. Oof. Yeah. I peaked. I can't, I, I, I don't know what I, what I can do now. <laughs> I, Tom, I, I would tend to agree with you. I feel like outside of this specific book, I, I felt like I peaked. Now I still have that, um, the, the ducktails sign, but I, no one's like, that's just like kind of for everybody. So I don't know if that necessarily counts, but I felt like I peaked last year as well gift giving it was definitely yeah. a good year. So in 2020 both of my parents dogs had passed away, right? So I I went and I got a painted uh like picture of the two dogs for them to have, right? And it was like super emotional for them. They like really loved it. They have it. And so that was what it was. But it's like, how am I going to top that? How am I going to like beat that, so you know? I I got a dog pillow for my son this year. A picture of our nice. dog on a pillow. <laughs> See how that works. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it, it is okay that you don't top yourself every year, right? I, I know. No. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, but but the thing is, you know, we do the same thing. We, we you know, every year we're like, well, how do we outdo last year? And, you know, I think there's a point where you have to concede that it's just, it's not every, every year. Every year can't be a home run, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and but, um, you know, sometimes, you know, resetting for something a bit more low-key and I think for us, that's been this year is, you know, I, last year I felt we did amazing with gifts and this year I'm not as, I'm not feeling as confident with the the stuff that I got for, for my son and, and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, you know, you know, sometimes I think, you know, you can, you have to just kind of let yourself be okay with it. Cause if it's, it's great hard. every year, it just yeah. turns into normal. Yeah, exactly. If, yeah, if, if you keep doing it, then it, the, you know, it just becomes expected. And then it's, you know, the, sometimes it, it feels almost like you spend all that time and then it's not even acknowledged. I sh- shouldn't say not acknowledged, but yeah, like you just don't feel like it, it hits as well as it could. Right. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. All right. We've like, we've like yeah. Carrie say too long. Yeah. Pilot. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, uh, introduce our guest here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so we have Carrie on. Carrie hasn't been on in. I'm trying to remember the last time we had you on, Carrie. It's been a while. It's from been a, a while. It has been right. And, yeah. and Carrie's from DVC Rental Store, and we wanted to bring Carrie on because we just Damon and I both recently used DVC Rental Store to rent out some points. So we thought it would be a good time to have Carrie back on and to talk about you know the rental store and answer listener questions about it, and also talk about our experience with it. Right. So 
Go ahead, Damien. We're going to say something. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, I, I want to kind of dis- discuss my experience. Yeah. So, Carrie, could you just give us a little introduction of yourself? Because we, you know, we always have new listeners. So, if you could tell us just a little bit about what you do for DVC Rental and uh, what your background is with Disney and DVC and all that. Absolutely. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me back. I think the last show I did with Welcome Home was probably closer to the middle, the beginning middle of the year. And suddenly it's Christmas. I don't know how that happened. But um, I'm thrilled to be back with all of you. And thank you again for having me on. I um, So I've been with the DVC Rental Store and World of DVC now for an entire year. Um, but I was part of the Walt Disney Company for 20 years. Plus, I had done a college program back in the 90s. But I came back full time with um, the Walt Disney Company uh, back in 2000 and had a variety of positions from um, I worked with Dis- Disney Vacation Club as a sales guide uh, for a time, which is how I met Nick and Derek and Marissa. Um, I also was a Disney recruiter for the college program for eight years. So I got to travel all around the country and recruit the great college co- college students that are going to come and kind of be the next generation of Disney. Um, I was a Disney ambassador in uh, 2008, which was everyone always says, what's the highlight of your 20 years? That's by far the highlight. Um, and then I ended my career with Disney working with Club 33. And I was a sales manager with Club 33 um, here at Walt Disney World as it kind of broke ground and and just started. Everybody knows, I think, Club 33 out in Disneyland. And for whatever reason, Walt Disney World just didn't have a Club 33 until uh, 2018. And so I was able to help kind of lay the foundation and the bricks for for that new project. Um, and I was part of the 2020 COVID layoffs. Um, there was 28,000 of us that were, were laid off from Disney. But for me, I, a lot of people were very sad during that time and very heartbroken. While I was really sad, I was, I was ready for kind of the next adventure. Um, and so I was, it was hard, but I also got a phone call from Nick Cotton pretty quickly after that. So I can't say I sat too, too long kind of, you know, in a, a pity of sorrow. Um, because then I came here and it's just been, the most amazing year, literally, that I've had in the longest time, um, getting to do the, you know, meeting you guys and doing everything with the rental store. And I've had a little bit of a change of positions now that I don't think you guys know just yet, but I'm, I, I've taken on a bigger role um, with World of DVC. Thank you. It's it's <laughs> super exciting. So I still work with DVC Rental Store, um, but I took on a role with World of DVC as the director of um, like staff education and development. So a lot of leadership training, um, a lot of development, kind of taking people from good to great and taking the company from good to great as well. So what I love about it is I really can have my hand in the rental store, resale market, the Monera financial team and really get to know everything that people are doing and, you know, kind of across the board. Um, so I've had a title change this year and definitely my focus has shifted a bit, but I still stay very much ingrained in the rental store. So really any rental, you know, I'm still the DVC rental store brand ambassador as well. My title fits on like two pages because it's very long. It's a very long. <laughs> title. That's great. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a great year. It really has. And and I just um I love this show because I love that you guys we were chatting before um how, you know, you and Damon both use the rental store and to share yeah. your experiences. And I think that, you know, when I heard about that, I said, "Oh my gosh, that's so great because I can talk it all day, right? But <laughs> but it's better if you guys talk it too and and from your actual experience." So, once again, thanks for having me on. 
No problem at all. I think that was kind of what we wanted to do. At least I know that before Tom had actually gotten his sold, you know, I kind of knew I wanted to wait until after, you know, we went through that process. Because what one thing is, I'm sure as all the listeners do know, I mean, I'm going to explain exactly what I felt during the process, right? How it went for me. And I think that's the realness kind of, of going through something like this. I can't speak for Tom. I don't know about Tom and how he, he would go about doing this. All right. So I'm going to go through the process. And there are definitely some questions that I have through it that kind of just, you know, I didn't really ask at that point because I knew we were having you on. But, you know, first and foremost, I want to say, you know, it was really easy, everybody. Like, I was definitely not the sort of person that, again, you know, I'm lazy in general. Like, I just don't want to do stuff, right? So it was was definitely easier than I thought to get through the process. Um, There were a few things I did have questions on and a lot of things that I really enjoyed that kind of how they went. And I think that people would be not necessarily think that's the way that they would go. So for me, I kind of, I emailed Carrie first, right? I'll be honest with you, right? That's how I started the process, right? A little right. bit different than, than everyone else. But, you know, one of the things that we want to do is make sure that, you know, they were aware of the fact that, you know, I was going to speak on this on the show. I think that's just a courtesy more than anything. And again, it's, it doesn't hinder what I'm going to say. And every, everyone that listens knows that. So it was more of a courtesy to just let them know. What I will say is I emailed pretty early. You know, the, the rental store is really nice by not being pushy. But I would say that for me, I wish they were a little bit pushier in the beginning when you first send that initial email. And actually, one of the emails, you know, was that you guys don't want to be pushy, but it made me languish, right? It made me just sit on it. And I kind of wish that wasn't the case. But I know that you're kind of in this spot of, you know, hey, we have to be, you know, nice and courteous and make sure we're not too pushy. But I almost wish you were a little bit pushier. So I sat for weeks. David, months, David months wants to maybe. be annoyed. He wants he wants to be annoyed <laughs> enough to do something. <laughs> I don't even know if it's annoyed enough. I just think that, you know, when it's your first time, I think that there's this kind of feeling of, oh, do I want to do this and how much effort and work is it going to be? And I kept on going, oh, I don't want to do it. Oh, I don't want to do it. And, and honestly, the process was super easy. So I wish that wasn't the case. But everyone was so nice and not, you know, pushing me. And I I wish there was a little nudge. <laughs> anyway, so once I finally decided that, okay, maybe I really should do this, it was pretty close to Thanksgiving, um, closer than it probably needed to be for me to start this process, but it all worked out well. So, you know, when you go in there, I know that there was a question that we're going to talk about later, but, you know, you put in your dates, it's pretty easy. You just kind of go on your, you know, your DVC account, get all the information you need, go onto your site, sign up for the account, and then put in all the information from your reservation. I was doing a reservation, Mm -hmm. not points. I was also able to put in a price that I thought I wanted at that point per point. Again, I know someone had that question and we we can talk about that later, but I thought that process was, you know, relatively easy. I really didn't have an idea. Um, but I put in a number anyway, because why not? And then the process starts where it gets listed, right? So really at that point, you have to sign up for an account and then get your listing in, right? That that's really it to start. And and then you wait. Okay. And again, right. I was more nervous because I had started so late. Uh, My own fault. Absolutely. Right. I'm not blaming anybody else except myself. You know, start to get nervous. Then you start to go, okay, what am I going to do? Am I just going to go if it doesn't sell? Like, what am I going to do if it doesn't sell? So I think we kind of went through that in our head. Like, we'll just go. Maybe we won't go to the parks, but you know, okay. So then you get the message, Hey, your contract is, you know, in the process of being sold. 
And I think that's when you have to transfer the reservation to, to that person's name, right? Right. Yes. Okay. So this is where it was interesting. And I don't necessarily know why or how this all happened. But so we, we called up, transferred over the names and everything like that. But for some reason, that was not so, something was wrong, right? Like, so we didn't really know on our end what was wrong. And we got the message back from your team. And again, they work forever. They work weekends, everything like, you know, they we get messages on the weekend. Yeah. So, so you get the message back that it, it's incorrect. And they had looked something up to kind of show us it was incorrect. Right. So that was fine. The only thing I would say there, I, I don't know if that, like, what they looked up to know that it wasn't correct. Is that a tool that everyone has access to or not? What was it that was incorrect? Was it the points? Was it the night so, stay? No, no, no. So actually, it was when we transfer it, transferred it all into their name, the, the problem ended up being, so let's, let's, I'll tell you what the problem was, and then we can kind of go back. The problem was, is we still had tickets linked. Oh. To the reservation. Yeah. Okay. So that was something, I guess, one of your team members sent us back a message and was like, hey, you know, call them back up because it's not fully correct. You know, and they had said that they had checked something on their end and that it wasn't fully completed. Right now, we found out later that it was that we still had tickets linked to the reservation. And when we called back up Disney, the lady that we got the second time was like, oh, I see what the problem is. No problem. And she fixed it. Yeah. The only thing I wish in that process is that either A, there was a way for us to check right? Or B, I don't think your team would have even have known what the problem was, but like that was just for us was a little like, okay, what's going on sort of mm -hmm. part of the process. And again, I don't know what your team used to check, but you know, from my end, I wish we were able to check that way as well, just to confirm. That's all. Yes. And it sounds like it was MDA, MDE. So my Disney experience, and mm -hmm. that's unless the team from the rental store has the, that information, which we Really, ninety nine percent of the time, don't have that. Absolutely, yeah. That's what they would. That's what we would check. So it's a great point you bring up, Damon, because it's there's a lot of variables, right, to mm -hmm. going into renting out your points, and then from a guest side, renting the points, and it's easy. But I agree, like the first time, it can be a little bit daunting mm -hmm. because it's new. It's just like when we all became members. It's like, how, what am I doing with my points? When do I book? When's my, <laughs> you know, when's my window? And then once you do it, it kind of like, you know, you're like, okay, we're, we're cooking with some gas now. And so that's one of their kind of checks and balances to say, okay, can we move this reservation over? We have somebody interested. Can mm -hmm. we move the reservation over to the Smith family? Um, oh, no, wait, hold on. We have a red light. We can't do it until we unlink these tickets. And that's the that's the whole MDE. Yep. And and we just didn't know what the problem was, right? Like gotcha, that was gotcha. the thing. So we went back and again, Disney was they were like, Oh, we see what the problem is, and they they took care of it. No big yeah. deal there. And and I think I want to make the point here is that as you go through this process, you are definitely not going to deal with the same person. And that's okay because it means that they're faster. And I love that. Like there was not really a time where I was like, hmm, I need a you know. They were back emailing me quicker than I could do anything on my end. Your the team. rental store? Yep. And that was great. And like I said, I just, everyone should be aware that everyone there is great and you're not going to get one person throughout this process. There's going to be multiple people helping you. And it really makes this a speedier, quicker process because of that. So just it's kind true. Of and, mm -hmm. and what I love about the team is they are a small but mighty team. So there's only two member relations specialists and then they have a supervisor. So really it's a team of three and they okay. are, they are just, but they partner with the reservation 
the other team, which is the reservation mm-hmm. specialist, handling the guest side. And so um, it's it's a lot of synergy. It's very synergistic across the aisle there because both teams have to talk and work together to work as the intermediary here. And gotcha. um, so I love that. Yeah, it's it's it used to be the model that it was one person and that's who you dealt with. But then what happens if that person goes on vacation or needs a day off or something, you know, so to kind of it, you're not going to get 12 different people. You might get one, two, maybe three different And everyone was absolutely phenomenal. So I I will say that. So, you know, then the the next part of the process, right? So you do all that. It's all taken care of. They thumbs up us on our end. And I would say at this point, I kind of don't know what's happening next, right? And I don't know if that's, well, no, that's probably me, right? I don't, I'm sure you have a FAQ somewhere on the page, which I didn't look about. I just wish the next step was put in that email that says everything's okay. Hey, this is what you should expect next. Because I think that's where I was like, okay, what am I doing next? Right? Like, so I sat for a day. Sat for another day. Now, this was the weekend, so I don't even count Sunday. I sat for Monday, and I was like, all right, well, what's my next step? So then I emailed you guys, immediately got back to us and said, okay, hey, here's the contract you got to sign and fill out. I just, for myself personally, because I'm an antsy person, right, that last email, I would have loved that, right? Hey, expect to wait X amount of days, and you will receive a contract you need to sign. Mm-hmm. In big, bold letters, because that's, you know, the person that I am, and I need that. So, okay, so cool. So I get the contract signed, send it off, money comes back, no problem. PayPal, super easy, loved it. You know, they check in, boom, get the rest of my money, super easy, loved it. Experience was great. Like I said, I think that there was some things from my end that maybe I expected. And again, listen, uh, that's just me, right? I'm a different person. I get it, right? I'm, I'm that person. So I think that overall, no one should be scared of this process. It's really easy to do at the end of the day. I think it gets even easier the second time, I would Mm -hmm. say. That would be my guess, right? Yes. Um, Because you you know a lot more to, you know, what to expect. But, you know, again, that is the process that I went through. And I was super happy at the end of the day. I thought it was well done. It felt like it kind of protected me more because I did have some people offer to buy my points outright. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want to. Yeah. You know, and I think this felt better. It felt better at the end of the day. I felt more comfortable. I felt like I I felt taken care of, I guess, at the end of the day. So I'm so glad it's definitely helpful because everybody's so busy. And Mm -hmm. you know, the, the huge benefit is to let us kind of do the running around uh, you know, with the guest, with the with the member, and we take care of it with that, you know, with that agreement. Plus, there's an agreement on both sides, you know, that the guest ha- understands their responsibility, the member understands theirs, and we understand ours. So it's kind of like we're, we're all on the same page to get this, the result, which is to get money in the hands of our members, and to get the experience in, you know, the memory of our guests on the yep. on the, the res side. Yeah. Perfect. So, so that that was me. Like I said, overall, you know, great. Like you know, everyone that listens knows. I mean, just tell it like I, I like it went for me, and, and I thought it went well. I'm glad. And I, I mean, I I had a similar experience. I I so I listed two different reservations, and uh, mine actually mine rented out pretty quickly. I I think it was maybe maybe a week. The one oh, of them did. Good. The the other one is still sitting out there. But like I think I told you before we started recording, uh, it. The, the other one is not until February. I'm guessing there are some people, especially for like a one-nighter kind of situation, that probably don't rent out until closer to to the date, I would think. But, you know. But, um, so I, I will say it was funny because 
you know, one of the emails I found particularly helpful when I did get the reservation done, you guys had sent an email and said, here's all the person's information. Here's what you need to do with member services. You can either chat or you can call. And then so I did the chat and I just copy and pasted because you guys even suggest to do this to copy and paste the guest information right into the chat. So that's what yeah. I did. I was on I was on the chat for maybe five minutes with the DVC person and <laughs> it was done. I mean, it was it was fast. And I also thought to myself, though, too, you know, I've never done this before where I put a reservation in somebody else's name. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, is the cast member going to give me a hard time about this? Or do they just like, is it just the common, you know, thing and they just don't care? And, you know, they, it was almost like when I was talking to them, like they just were like, oh, we know this is something that happens all the time, you know? Right, right. (laughs) So, but no, it was so, 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 like what Damon said, it was so simple. The only problem I ran into was not a problem that you guys, uh, that was your fault. Uh, I got my second contract the day that like the whole world went down because uh, Amazon, uh, one of Amazon oh, servers went down. Yes. And so your, your DocuSign right? system was not working. And oh. I think it's because their site was down. Yes. Um, so I was like, I was trying to sign the document. And it wasn't coming up. And I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> so, oh my but it gosh. was, yeah, but that wasn't your fault. That was the, the third party you used to sign documents. With, that was so. the world's fault in that moment. <laughs> everybody <laughs> was down. Everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it, it is. So. We want it to be such a good experience. And I know I've been asked a time or two, like, you know, from the member's perspective, what happens when the when the guest checks in? Like, do, you know, do they have everything that they need? And so I made a reservation as a guest and rented out points back in June for my birthday and thought, I see a Grand Floridian stay. What a great way to spend my birthday weekend at the Grand. And I rented out some points through rental store. And when I checked in, um, you know, it was the same as when I check in as a member. Oh, welcome home. So nice to have you back again. Like there was no like, oh, I see you rented out points or anything like that. Yeah, or yeah. she didn't know anything. And then we stayed at the boardwalk as well and had the same experience as a guest. Um, so it, it a DVC is, you know, it's happening all the time that people are switching out reservations because of just life. Sometimes you can't go. Sometimes you want to go a different time. So you have this, you know, reservation that you're going to switch it over. And I know we have a question kind of coming up about, you know, sort of using this um, as a side hustle sort of. But, you know, Disney rents out points like nobody, you know, they do it better than anybody. Because if it doesn't, you know, if the if the um, members aren't going to book, say, Saratoga Springs, they've got some rooms available, they're going to send that over to the guests to pay cash for. And so it's it's just, I think it's the best of both worlds, where again, the members get the cash instead of losing points or having to stress about what to do with them. And then the guest side of it is you get this amazing villa that's like 35, 40% off of, of the regular standard standard rate. Yeah. Carrie, we talked about this two episodes. I'm going to ask an opinion question to you for you. Yeah. We had somebody ask us what would the what what would be the best grand villa experience that that you could think of? like it was something like that. But what if you had to pick any grand villa at any resort, which grand villa are you picking? You know, so we we everybody loves to play that game this or that, and you know, yeah. if you, you you either pick this this one or this one, I'm terrible at these games because <laughs> I can never pick just one. So I've never uh, so okay. Me as experiencing Walt Disney World, if I had to pick um, a grand villa, it would be the cabin at Copper Creek. And I don't know that that qualifies for a grand villa. I think it does, though, because it's pretty spectacular. Um, So that would be my top choice. And with a a close second, and I say close second only because I've never been to Alani, but I think the the villa, the grand villa at Alani has got to be just amazing because of that view. 
No, I mean that's that's that sounds good. I I'm, I'm with that. That sounds good. <laughs> we had, we were talking a lot about the one at Bay Lake just because you can see yes! the, the the Florida ceiling windows. Oh and, yeah, that's a good yeah. one too. See, it's so hard because I think it's the tough, Grand yeah. Floridian. I'm like, well, that was so beautiful. Yeah, it's just it's impossible. These questions are so hard because there there are so many great ones. Even Saratoga. Saratoga gets such a bad rap sometimes, but I do love that that villa i always think of a thanksgiving dinner in the villa at saratoga like it just feels very oh, yeah. i'm from new england it feels very like fallish to me very over there. homey yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah you know it it's hard because there's really no such thing as a bad grand villa right <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah there's you can't go wrong with a grand villa somewhere yeah right so, uh, why don't we go ahead and get in the questions, Trevor? You want to yeah. read the first one? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I I have a question here from uh, another Carrie. So, <laughs> um, oh, just, I see that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, just not to confuse. This, this isn't Carrie asking herself a question, right? Uh, um, but Carrie asks, uh, what are the o- what are the options if desired dates aren't currently available? Is there wait is waitlisting possible, or do we have to stalk and jump? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, hi, Carrie. That's a great name, first of all. Um, I think she's asking, well, I don't know if she's asking from the guest side or the member side, because there's two different ways to answer this. I think um, she's asking from the guest side. From the guest yes. side. Okay. Yeah. So from the guest side, um, there we don't offer a wait list. And the reason why we don't offer a wait list is because the inventory can move so quickly, as well as the member can pull the reservation back. So we have seen that. They let us know and we remove it. But it could be a moment where something appears available. At that moment, the member has written in and saying, oh, take down my Polynesian because we're actually going to use it. And if we've waitlisted you and you say, oh, good, it's here, it could cross. So it's a very delicate path, first of all, with that, with a waitlist. Um, didn't we have to stalk and jump? Mm-hmm. Um Kind of, (laughs) because the best thing you can do is, you know, is to continue to look at the dates um, and have some flexibility with with your dates um, with DVC Rental Store and have some flexibility with where you want to stay. So, for example, my rental that I rented out in June, I wanted to be at the Grand Floridian on my birth. Well, I wanted to be at Disney on my birthday, uh, but I the Grand Floridian trumped the date. So the the date of my birthday is June twenty first. I couldn't get. A gr- the grand stay for on that night, but I could book it the 19th and 20th. So I was like, well, I can wake up on my birthday at the Grand Floridian instead of stay over on, on that night. So for me, it's always about just being flexible, um, and saying which is more important, the date or the, or the resort. Um, because if it's the date, then, you know, just continue to look, continue to, you know, keep refreshing that page and whatnot, playing around with it because we, we do have members adding things every single day. Um, you know, to that confirmed reservation page. And I would say too, because we have the confirmed reservations, um, versus kind of like find a stay where you're just saying, Hey, I'd like a stay at the Bay Lake Tower for three nights. That's a little bit more of a riskier way to go. Cause then we have to match somebody with those exact points versus someone saying, Hey, I have a Grand Floridian for June 19th and 20th. And then it's up to me to say, mm, okay, I'll take that one because it's where I want to be. And it's a re- it's on the weekend, so it is a bit of a stock and jump. But um, you know, like I said, kind of assess what what's your most important in that moment. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Trevor. Trevor, I, I was I was just gonna yeah, that that totally makes sense, Carrie. It, yeah, it's um, I, I I get why you can't waitlist it, and I, I totally agree that it's uh, um, 
prioritization, I think, is the hardest part because, right. you know, sometimes you want both, right? But you have to really think about what matters more to you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true. And and for, for us, for the Grand Floridian Stay, it was my birthday fell on a Monday, um, which is a bit of a bummer when your birthday's on a, like when it's on a Friday or Saturday, it's like, you know, but so it was on a Monday. So I thought, well, you know, it's a great way to start the week out. And we did a cabana over the weekend. So it was like leading up to my day, like to the day was like fantastic. And then checking out, I was like, oh, this this is a bit of a bummer to, to leave on my birthday. But I was like, you know, it's a great weekend though. It was really, really special. Well, and Damon would have approved because you still could have used your golden birthday button. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and I did. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just reminded me, Carrie, of how much was that. I, I did I did one night at, at one of the, the um, cabins at at, uh, at a Copper Creek just you know, re- a couple weeks ago. But I only did one night. And so, like, it was just kind of – it was hard to come there and, and spend time in there and then leave the next day, leave you know? So yeah. No. <laughs> it's just hard. I know. So, um, but to your point, though, I, that's kind of what I did. You know, initially when you set up your account on DVC Rental Store, you do it as like you're renting – you like you put out what points you have available, right? And then the the advisor came back to me and was like, well, you should probably do a confirmed reservation. Like go try to grab a reservation because you'll have a better shot of getting that rented out than just your points because you're so – because those points are going to expire. And I had already done that. So like I, I had already went and just found some random nights that had worked with what points I had available. Yeah. And then and then listed those instead. So but the the the, the advisors are very helpful that you have. So uh, thank you. And I was just gonna say that they're they're such great um they're they're pointologists, you know, as we make that name <laughs> up. Like they're just masters at what they do. So they've sat on the phone many a time with a member looking at availability themselves and saying, you know, you could do this and this or that or this and really kind of putting this puzzle together. So um you know, I appreciate Damon's, you know, kind of saying, I, I kind of wish there was a little bit more of a push and I wish there was a little bit more of a communication. That's all really great feedback. And if you want, you know, to have somebody who you can really talk to um, on the phone, I'm a phone person more so than an email um, person. Other people are not. Other people are like, don't, don't need to call me, just send an email. They absolutely can pick up the phone and call you and kind of walk you through and really make recommendations to say, you know, you'll get the most value if you book uh, say Saratoga Springs for s- six nights over this day versus a Bay Lake Tower for two nights over this day. I mean, you know, it, they just understand kind of the maximization of the points. Great, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, go ahead, Trevor. Do you want yeah. me to read Amy's or you? Want no, to read I, I'll, I'll do it. I mean, you, you okay, guys sure. were talking for a while there, so yeah, yeah. You, um, t- you talk some more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, Amy asks, uh, we're planning on using our 2023 points to rent out to pay for a Disney cruise. Um, we would get our points on February 2023, but could book 11 months out. When do they recommend that we contact them to put it up for rent? And she says in brackets, we already have the cruise book, so it, so we probably wouldn't be using it for a crew, the cruise swap program that they have. Yeah, that's a great question, Amy, and a smart way to add, you know, to the budget of your cruise. So I would suggest the minute you get your points in February of 2023, um, you know, whenever you have them available, I would start. You know, you can give us a call or do it online like Damon did. Um, and then, you know, book and also do that confirmed reservation. So ha- make, make a confirmed reservation with, with your points that you're wanting to use and then give us a call and we'll list it for you. And then, uh, just like I think Tom said, he got paid pretty quickly. Um, then once it's, once it's rented out, then we just send you, um, we send you a check for the amount. 
Yeah, it was like you get you get seventy five percent after it gets right. picked up, right? And then you yes. get the other twenty five percent at check. Um, yeah, at check in. So yeah, so it's it was like I, like I said, I mean, it was easy. Once I signed the second contract, I just got an email from PayPal all of a sudden that the money was was sent to me. So it was it was a quick process. So it's very quick. Yeah. Can you explain the the cruise swap program? Because I, sure. I don't know a lot about that, and I saw that mentioned, and I saw it on the website, but I didn't really look at it, and I'm curious about it. Yeah, cruise swap is so great. So cruise swap is pretty much just what Amy's doing. She just didn't do it the cruise through through um, the DVC rental store. So basically, it's doing exactly what she's doing, saying, "Here's my say 200 points. I want to rent those out. I've made a reservation for um, you know a week or whatever at the Bay Lake Tower. Let's just hypothetically say we rent those points out, and then we also take care of booking the cruise. So if some if our guest says we want to do it three or four night or seven night cruise for four people in a veranda, we will take care of booking that for the guest um, and then applying the money that they're going to receive for renting out their points to that cruise swap program. Um, so it's really, it's, it's very one-stop shopping. And we've got our cruise agents, our experts um, that book out the cruise ship, you know, that will dire- deal directly with the Disney Cruise Line. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a really yeah, great cool. program. Yeah, because we've always said on the show that like, you know, using and I, I'm sure, you know, there are people that disagree with this. But, you know, I've always felt that using your points for uh, a cruise is not necessarily a great use of your points, right? It's, it's not a great not. exchange. Yeah, yeah. But and we so we've always said rent your points out and then use the cash to book the cruise. So it's, it's so cool true. that you guys do a program like this. Sorry. Sorry. Here we go. Oh, no, it's so true. When I used to sell DVC, um, you know, with Disney directly, we would all people would always say, Oh, can I use these for the cruise ship? We would say, Oh, don't do that. Let me show you why. You know, you're going to spend so many points on a cruise. The best way, you know, if you've been a member, uh, for 30 years and it's well paid off and you've got a ton of points and this is the way you love to use your points, that's different. But if you've got 200 points a year, say, and you're pretty new and you're still paying off your membership, cruise is not the way to use your points unless you do the cruise swap because then your points are being used and you're using the cash for your cruise. And it's kind of the best of both worlds. I also have to say, uh, (laughs) you guys are going to laugh at this. I I just went on your, I just went on the site just to like, look at the page about the cruise swap. And I, I, every time I'm on your website on the homepage, I can't help, but just constantly play with the little pixie Pixie dust dust. coming off the, coming (laughs) off the the cursor. (laughs) The pixie dust cursor. I know. The pixie dust cursor is excellent. Yeah. (laughs) Even if you want to click all around. It does. I, I wish it was on every page. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm pixie dusting the monorail right now. Okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> let's see here. So we're. Do you want right. to do Joe's question? Yeah, yeah. So 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 you talked before about um, you know you don't do waitlists because people can cancel the the reservations. Um, I so Joe has a question. Here. I think this is actually the opposite end of that, which is yeah. what happens if you rent out points and right. the person cancels. So I'm assuming this is, you're the one renting out your points yes, and somebody, you know, reserves them, but then decides to cancel their rental. Right. So I rent out my points and Derek picks up my points and then Derek cancels. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to throw Derek. Probably, he, probably seems very probably, much like, he probably would because yeah. <laughs> he's in trouble today for the microphone, <laughs> which I don't think we talked about that. We were oh, no, late we today, never explained why yeah, we were late today, today because we? of Derek. He had the microphone at his house. But. Yeah, <laughs> <All Derek. laughs> we still love him. 
Um, but if so, you're looking to buy DVC resale points, oh. go to uh, Andy Berry or Marissa. No. <laughs> or Derek. Wow. They're all so wonderful. Ooh. They're all so wonderful. I don't even think I would do that. That was pretty bold, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go to Derek. We love Derek. He, even though oh, he delayed us today. He go delayed ahead. us. He's, he is just the greatest, though. He came in, arms over his head with the microphone, and he said, I'm sorry. Said, oh, my gosh, Derek. Oh, uh, we God. appreciate Derek. I'm yeah. just kidding. Oh. Derek knows I love him. Yes, yes. He's he is the greatest. He is the greatest. Um, so it's, it is such a great question because I think that's where, if I could use the word anxiety, like it's like, oh my gosh, if I rent out my points, so what happens? Like the unknown of that anxiety of if someone cancels. So to Tom's point, when you rent out your points and somebody, a guest picks them up. So if I rented out my points and Derek says, oh, I like, you know, this stay at, um, at Copper Creek for a few nights, I'm going to grab this reservation because he he booked it. We've changed the name, so now all of the paperwork does done behind the scenes. Member services has changed the name; it's now in Derek's name. I get paid that 75% as the member. If the member does cancel, um, we will then take that listing and still can put it up on our site to still purchase. Um, and hopefully, another guest will come along and 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 want to book that stay. We have had times where it's canceled in the same week and it's almost near impossible for it to to sell. Um, so I'm sure that people are wondering, well, what happens if it doesn't actually sell? And if it doesn't, um, you still keep the 75%. We just don't go forward with the 25% because the, you get the 25% as members at the time of check-in. Um, but the majority of your money is coming to you ahead of time. So there's no penalty or anything like okay, that. Okay, great. No, that that makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's so, yeah, I, I guess nobody wants to be in that situation, but yeah. And it know. doesn't happen too often. I, I bring it up because I think it's a logical question to say, yeah, but what happens if, you know, okay, so I've been paid. Do I owe you that money back? You don't. Um, you know, do I still get my 100% payment? That you don't also only because they didn't check in um, and that room is going to go, you know, on, on um and And Carrie, empty. I'm a- I'm assuming it doesn't happen that often because those people have already paid their they, money, right? They, they paid have. their seventy five percent, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. yes. And depending on depending on the time frame, they may have paid a hundred percent. So they may be inside their cancellation policy. So honestly, we don't have that happen very often where somebody does cancel. Yeah. Which is good. No, that's definitely a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I also I also wanted to ask you too, just really quickly. This isn't on our question list, but I, you know, Trevor is in Canada. Can Trevor rent out his points? Is, do you work with international? We do, folks. Oh, with mm-hmm. members. Okay, I wasn't sure. I, I had a. I was just curious, yeah. not to ask a question I, for you, Trevor. But <laughs> I, I read that whole part of the page, so I already knew the answer to that. Yeah, yeah Tom. <laughs> oh my gosh, do your research, Tom. <laughs> I know. Okay. Hey Tom, you should listen to this really great podcast called Welcome Home. <laughs> the guy listen. editing it is just so so, but everyone else is really good. Listen, listen. <laughs> I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. Sometimes I ask questions that I already know the answer to. All right. To to, to for everyone's information. Right. I already knew the right. answer to this. But I wanted Here, I wanted Carrie to talk about the process for that. Listen, here here's the biggest question of the day. How did we get on the drop-down menu for DVC rental, but we're not on the drop-down menu for DVC resale? Do we know that we're not on it for DVC resale? I don't think we are. Remember, Derek said that he would look into that or something, didn't he? <laughs> who added us to the drop-down menu? Was that Who do we have to thank for that? Uh, to the rental store? Yes. Because it says, where did you hear about us? Hear from? Him we're, from. We're, we're in there. I, yeah. Well, that surprises me that you're not on resale then. Um I, I could be lying. I didn't think we were, though. 
I'll he didn't actually look. Too. He's just assuming. I'm just <laughs> making assuming. assumptions. Yeah. Yeah. Derek's running around right now delivering microphones to people. So he's busy. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I'm surprised then because if it's on, it would probably be Marissa or Nick um, who would have added it. I was just super happy to see it when I was doing yeah. it. I was like, wow, this is great. That's awesome. Fancy. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to tell them that you, you heard that you heard about uh, them from us. So you could just, you know, select us. It's just great. select it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what, awesome. what question were we asking? I don't uh, even remember. We're, we're on, friends. we're on yeah. Jill's question. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so Jill says, uh, will they ever consider premium pricing for owners at eight to 11 months in high demand stays like uh, Grand Californian, uh, Animal, Animal Kingdom Villa, Club level, Grand Floridian, etc. I find it strange that uh, that I'd get the same price for renting out Grand Cali as I do for renting out Old Key West Points. It seems DVC Rental Store will price the Grand Cali reservation much higher to, to the renter, but I'd get the same as the owner. So yeah, um, so I, I I guess I I'll leave you to decide how much of this you want to answer. Karen. Yeah, it's kind of no, a it's it's a great <laughs> yeah. question, Jill. I hope I can. I hope I can answer the whole thing. So kind of, I'm going to go a little bit backwards in her question. So the comment um, where she says, you know, it seems like we'd get the same price for a higher um, resort than, you know, like a Grand Cal, then we'd get the same as Old Key West. Um, we do pay the highest in the industry at $16 per point. And Old Key West um, uh, is going to be paid at a lower rate at fourteen fifty, where Grand Cal is always going to be paid at sixteen dollars. So there is a difference in that that price point of what you're going to be, what you're going to receive. So they're not always going to be equal. Um, it also depends, you know, the rooms depending, of course, on the room size and whatnot, and where the demand is. Um, it depends on where the members are kind of where the guests are kind of scooping up, I guess, the the reservations as well. Um, and when the team really looks at, like, the multiple factors um, when determining a price, there's an associated cost that's built in for our services. So those are kind of the three or four things I can say about that. Um, I can see where it, it might appear that it's all the same across the board, but there's kind of like a gold, silver, and bronze tiered level um, where we've got more in the gold is, of course, the Polynesian, um, Riviera, Grand Floridian, Grand Cal, um, and then the silver, which is going to be Saratoga, Old Key West, and then, and then that's all in that seven to 11 months. And then the bronze is going to be zero to seven, and that's all resorts. And that's so, going to, yeah. I had all sorts of questions about this one. Yeah. Right? So, it's a lengthy <laughs> question, but it's good, Joe. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a good question. Yeah, I think it's a great question. But like, so when I went to put in my reservation, there was mm-hmm. a box that asked how much I wanted per point, right? Like, yeah. so I was able to do that. I also didn't, even though I was under the seven months because it was a holiday, I actually got more, right? There, there was all sorts of things. So it's not like you guys just have this book of like, well, right. these two things and we stamp it and we move on. Like, right. I mean, they came back, you know, again, like I said, I, I got more money because it was over Thanksgiving at a two bedroom, right? So the, your team is looking at all that. At least that's how I felt. And the fact yeah. that you're allowed to kind of put a number in, right? I mean, gosh, I mean, you know, that was, that was nice too. So I don't know. I, I think that there's a yeah. lot plus for me. I look at it like this. A reservation at Saratoga is going to be less points for the same room than a reservation somewhere else. So you're already building that in a little bit, I feel like. Correct. And DVC Rental Store does something that I was never used to, and I'm still not a year in, and that's negotiate with a guest. 
or a member. At Disney, it is what it is. If it's $500 a night, it's 500. No one's going to go back and say, okay, I'll take 450. And it, and I remember someone saying that like, well, will the guests take this? And I thought, we can negotiate that? What? That is a brand new world to me. And so to Tom's point, if you, if in that little box, if you say, hey, I'd kind of like this because it's over Thanksgiving. That was, da- that was Damon's point. Oh, Damon's point. I have to make sure I get my <laughs> Dam- proper credit. So sorry, Damon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Between Derek and I, we won't be invited back now. Sorry. Damon's no, excellent. Your error is still less egregious than, than Derek. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Absolutely. That's true. I was on time. Um, but yeah, so it's, you know, put in, put in what, answer that question how you want and let us kind of have the conversation with you as well. We have to have a guideline um, as far as, you know, what we will price for, you know, our standards and whatnot. Um, we do pay, like I said, the highest in the industry. Nobody pays $16 a point, um, you know, to start with. So it's a great point, but it's not, it's not always even where an old Key West is being paid out the same as say the Grand Californian is. There's going to be a little bit of a difference. That makes sense. All right. We just got a couple more questions here. Trevor, you want to read another one? Um, so I'm, Okay, I'm trying to figure out Sarah's question because I don't know what this acronym sure. means. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a it's a web it's a Facebook group, right? Yes. Okay, I didn't know what this was either. I was confused by this. So okay, so that's because you guys don't actually go in the group and read stuff. I can't help that. So, <laughs> so I happen to know what I happen to know what it was. So okay, well, okay so Sarah says she has an EFEO question, which what is that acronym? <laughs> <laughs> it's ear for each other. You're for okay, great. And she says, um, I have heard of this. I just didn't know that there was an acronym for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, okay. Yeah. So, so she says she's dying to know how, uh, you and the other co-founders came up with it. And if, if they ever guessed it would take off like it did. Oh, Sarah's question. So sweet. She said, can I ask, can we ask her those? <laughs> um, so yes, EFEO, it sounds like a UFO, like an outer space, right? But it's not, it's, it's a Facebook group. Um, ear for each other. So like here for each other, but the acronym is ear, like Mickey ear, um, ear for each other. And it started my, one of my best friends and I, Maxine, um, we, we worked for Disney and she was a Disney fairy tale wedding planner on Disney cruise line and working back office. And I was working for club 33. This was a year ago, this past August. And, um, our mutual best friend, Amy was furloughed from Disney. And she was uh, just heartbroken, as as most people were. I stayed on. I was never furloughed. I was laid off eventually, but I was never furloughed. And Maxine was never furloughed. So we were working this whole time. And we had received this email um, from the company that said, you know, the furlough will be indefinite. We don't have a decision date on what's going to happen. And it was just – it was a sad moment for, I think, the cast members because they had been on furlough since about April. And um, so I had called Maxine and I said, you know, I know she's heartbroken before I call Amy, you know, and, and find out how she's doing. How can we help her? What can we do? And Amy makes the world's best carrot cake. If you like carrot cake, this is literally the world's best. And it's, it's handmade. It's from scratch. It's a family recipe. It's to die for. And then her cream cheese frosting, you just want to like take a bath in. It's so delicious. And so she makes this, this carrot cake that she would bring to all like, you know, the events and the Christmas parties and the birthday parties and whatnot. And so we said, how can we connect Amy with the guests of like Club 33 or Golden Oak or, you know, just guests staying at a resort who might want a cake, who can't get a cake right now. And so we said, let's create like a little site where we can connect some people with these little side hustles, 
you know, with guests who might have a need. And we came up with this concept of ear for each other, helping, you know, impacted cast members. At that time, it was impacted furloughed cast members. We did not know that the layoff was coming. We we could have seen it, but we didn't kind of want to go there. Um, and then it turned into for a furloughed and laid off cast. And within the first week, we had a thousand members. And then within the first three months, by Christmas of last year, we had 10,000 members. And as Christmas this year, um, a year later, about 15 months after the, the, the group has started, we have, um, close to 180,000 members. We might have more than that today. I haven't checked, wow. but, um, it's been, it's blown up. Um, and she asks if I ever thought it would take off like this. No, <laughs> never. Um, it was, we, we laugh and say it was just a little Facebook group. It was just a little idea to help our best friend who we just love so much and wanted to help her just, you know, be able to, she's got two children and her husband and, and her husband was, was furloughed as well from Disney. And, um, we wanted to give her, you know, just an, a place to, to showcase her talent. Um, and it just took off like wildfire where now there's markets all around the central Florida area where the ear for each other, um, cast members will go and show, you know, kind of their wares of what they do, but they do, they not just only make things, they do car detailing, um, they do pressure washing, housekeeping, um, such talent, immense talent. Um, and to the point where now some have been called back and have declined going back to Disney because their business has taken off in such a direction that they can't even imagine that they, they couldn't go back to Disney and do something that they've done for so long because now this is their norm, new norm. So, um, it, it's been just a, a crazy, magical, amazing, idea. And, you know, our, our, we, we say that when people ask us that, we say, you know, never underestimate the power of one little idea to say, how can we help? What can we do? Uh, let's do this. I don't know. That sounds kind of crazy. What is it called? I guess it's here for each other. And it just, it just took off and, um, it's been very impactful. So we're, we're very proud of it and very proud of the cast members and so thankful for the guests. The guests are just amazing. They, they, they are ordering cakes and tours. Uh, we've got one, one girl, Meg Patton. Uh, she does, um, uh, scavenger hunts around Disney where she'll write a whole story for your family and you do a scavenger hunt. Um, you know, combine that with a t-shirt maker who's got your family's, uh, you know, name on your t-shirt and then go back and have some of Amy's carrot cake. It's a great day at Disney. I've seen, I've also seen like, uh, like a Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, uh, yes, people going. I like, I, so you just basically by creating this Facebook group created a whole bunch of small businesses around the Orlando area. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is amazing. It's amazing. It, yeah. It's, it's really amazing. And I, I, I love, I, like you said, you know, I, I love the fact that, you know, something that seems so small just blew up the way that it did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It was a need that we just hit right at the right time. And mm -hmm. uh, we didn't even know that people needed it. But um, we just, you know, we were so fortunate to be working and um, trying to keep the lights on at Disney and uh, seeing our friends just say, you know, I don't know that I have a purpose right now. My purpose is to make magic and to be there for the guests. And I can't do that any longer. And this gave them an outlet uh, to be able to create a lot of magic uh, for for the guests uh, and for themselves and for their families, a lot of people said to us, "This keeps the lights on for us." You know, we we don't we don't have another all, all uh, 
uh, we don't have a backup plan. We didn't know what we were going to do. Um, there's wreath makers and like I said, t-shirt makers and soap makers. And I mean, just the talent and then combined with the Disney service that we've all been ingrained with, you know, for as long as you've worked there for, I mean, you just, it's, it's stellar. These people are just, I've had my car detailed a couple times. I've had candy brought to my house. Um, it's been, it's been an incredible experience. Well, and, and I think there's a certain amount of like credibility that those cast members get too, right? Because yeah. it's not like you're not ordering this cake from a random person. You're ordering it from somebody that was a cast member that, right. you know, did, did, you know, maybe did work like that at the park or, you know, is it, it just feels a little more trustworthy than just, you know, some random yeah. person from the internet. So it's so true. And, you know, guests have even said too, you know, um, dining is a, is a big thing to come by right now at Disney, right? There's a lot of dining that's hard to get. And, you know, so now you have these great villas with this, if you have a one bedroom, you've got a nice kitchen and a nice table and, you know, they'll deliver groceries. Um, there's a chef, Chef Caleb. Oh my gosh. He recreates the Ohana meal. And oh, he wow. is, oh, wow. he is in high <laughs> demand. Chef, <laughs> Chef Caleb, he is phenomenal. And, um, he'll come right to the room and prepare everything. Um, if you're local here in Orlando, he'll go to your house. He is just phenomenal. Rhonda's roundup. She does shopping. So if you want to, you know, have ears put in your room or a t-shirt or, you know, your, it, you went home and you said, Oh gosh, I forgot to get the photo album. She'll run and get it and ship it to you. Just so much creativity, um, that literally blow us away every single day. We're like, I never even thought of doing that. Somebody else is doing it. It's just so great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like that kind of doubles down, you know, Dave, uh, Damon was talking about Christmas spirit earlier. Um, I, you know, this is kind of that next level too, right? Like, you know, this time of year is, you know, even more, like you say, you know, reaching out to these people, getting, getting things that you wouldn't normally think about to happen, you, yeah. you know, through something like this. I, I just, I think that's awesome. <laughs> it shaped, yeah. you know, it reminds me um, of the the power and the importance of community and, you know, DVC, I don't know that there's a stronger you know, more amazing community than Disney and then add DVC into that of what we all love about Disney and the, the, uh, you know, the commonality that we all have together. And then with this, this is the Casimir community, uh, mixing and mingling so personally with the guests. And I think that's what mm-hmm. at the end of the day I love is that the guests have really gotten to know so many cast members where there's friendships formed and memories made and just that power of, community, that love of Disney, that love of service, that love of making magic and experiencing the magic. It's, it's, it's a very like mushy, gushy feeling, but I'm a mushy, gushy person. So it works for me. But I know some people are like, okay, too much, too much feelings, too many feelings. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, I just, that's what this world is so heavy sometimes and so hard. And to see a community like this one with Welcome Home and DVC and Disney and Ear for each other, it's like, it's where you want to be. You know, it's happy. It's happiness. Totally. Who doesn't want to be happy and eat good carrot cake? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want some now. Yeah, I can. You're making me hungry for cake. I know. Uh, me too. <laughs> so, um, all right. I'm going to uh, – so Dan has a question here. And so speaking of side hustles. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah, this this question is like perfectly placed. Good yeah, yeah. Da- Dan says, will, will they give an open and honest opinion on people who have a side hustle of renting out points? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's such a great question. You know, 
when I came to DVC rental store, I, I thought, are we okay to do the, we're okay to do this, right? Like rent out points. Is that okay to do? Cause I used to work for Disney vacation club and I'll go back to my point I made earlier. Nobody rents out more points than Disney. Um, because of that kind of breakage. So when you have that Saratoga Springs or wherever, Bay Lake Tower, Alani, that the, you know, you're in a certain time frame, the rooms aren't selling, Disney's going to take it and move it, you know, keep it for points, but they're going to move it also to the cash option. And then a guest who's a non-member is going to essentially rent out those points from Disney and they're paying Disney cash. So it, it, it's, it, it's an honest and, and, you know, open and honest opinion. Um, you know, people are doing it, uh, and there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a great way for guests to try before they buy. Um, first of all, if you want to buy, you know, the direct through Disney, um, you know, which I still have a lot of friends who work directly through Disney, or if you want to do something with resale, um, and buy a resale con- contract, um, it's a great way to try before you buy. And then we have other guests who say, I'm, I, not going to ever buy a Disney Vacation Club contract. I like renting out the points because it gives us the villa. But we go to Disney once every three years. We, we're not the every year person. Um, we don't want to buy it to rent it out either. Like we just kind of like to do it this way. So there's there's nothing wrong with it. Um, it Disney does it better than anybody. All right. I had a question that I put on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Yeah. So, I, what's the rental market looking yeah. like right now? Is there is there high demand for rentals? Is there are you? Because I I know when we had Derek on, you know, they there was a point that they really badly needed contracts, and you know, because they were just selling so fast. So, I, I guess my question is is it is it a hot market right now for for renters, or are you needing res, uh, confirmed reservations? Like, what's what's yeah. the market look like? Right it's now? the market is it's hot right now for guests wanting to rent out rent rent points through Disney uh, Disney um, DVC rental store. But we always could use members renting out their points because that's, you know, you don't have one without the other. And so um, the more contracts we can get in to rent out the points for those guests, or excuse me, those members who aren't going to use their points, who might see them expiring, the better. But we are in a good state right now where we have a kind of an abundance of both. Um, both channels are, are doing really well. I'd say on the guest side, there's a, there's so much demand, um, for that villa. And that's where we've got to keep that pipeline of the members, you know, renting out the points coming in. So because you're going to get some cash back, you know, to apply it to the holidays, it's a little quick in for the holidays, but if you want to apply it to the holidays or apply it to a cruise or apply it, you know, to a future vacation, um, you know, down the road or some, what, whatever you've got going on, it is a great way, you know, to do this from the guest side. I can tell you the pipeline is, it's overflowing. Guests are coming here by the droves. They are wanting to rent out points. Um, a lot of them are trying before they buy, and then a lot of them are that that guests that say, "I'll never, I'll never buy a contract. I just want to stay in the villas and then, you know, kind of do my thing." But Disney, um, it's it's not slowing down, and and we have not slowed down. We've 2021. I almost said 2019. Oh Lord, that was three years ago. <laughs> 2021 <laughs> has has literally been our best year in the past three years. Oh wow! It's yeah, it's been it's been amazing. That's great. And I, I don't think any uh, interview with with any of uh, anybody would be complete without a ridiculous question from our listener Dan, because he always likes. I mean, 
I don't know. Were you on the one where he was asking about dishwasher? Uh, I don't <laughs> dishwasher think so. Loading? No, I don't think I was. That was Derek and Marissa, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Dan wants to know what's the most eggnog you can drink in a day. I'm going to ask. The, I'm going to answer this really quick. Is I don't like eggnog, so I'm out on this one. <laughs> This is a hard oh question, God. actually. <laughs> I, so I don't like eggnog either, Dan um, and Tom, but can I switch it to some rum chata? Some ooh, little cinnamon go. rum chata with a little fireball in it? That is right? <laughs> now, I can't drink a lot of that because, you know, that's not a good look. But, um, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not an eggnog person. I'm more of a sparkly drinker, uh, like a Prosecco um, or a, a white wine, or I'll even I'll do an extra dirty martini. But during the holidays, um, I usually like a rum chata, either, either just straight or with a little bit of ice and some cinnamon in it. I, I never, I never thought to add uh, add fireball to rum chata. That sounds oh, delicious. I kind of oh, want to yeah. do that now. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's it it tastes like remember the fireball candy? Like yeah yeah you know, yeah yeah. It's like that times ten. It's so oh, good. I, it's dangerously good. <laughs> yeah. Well, put it in a nice little I, martini glass with a little candy cane. It's so festive. It, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, we really appreciate you coming on again, Carrie. I think that was all the questions we had for you. Unless Damon or Trevor, if you guys have any additional questions or, you know. No, I'm good, no. I think. We we really enjoyed having you on and we oh, really appreciate your you. time, Carrie. It was great to have you. Thank you so Thanks much. This is, this is always a great show. I love I love just chit-chatting with you guys and you always have the best questions, you know, <laughs> so from such great listeners. And so I just really appreciate uh, the time and uh, thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you for coming. We yes. appreciate it. Yeah, it was great. And, you know, at any time, we will be more than happy to have you back as much as you want. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Exactly. As long as I get my microphone from Derek. That's right. And I don't hold <laughs> the whole we'll, production. We'll put that I one mean, on Derek. My whole thing exactly. is I feel like everyone should just have their own microphone. The fact that he's running one around kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. <laughs> uh, That's probably the best feedback of the day, David, in all honesty. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Carrie, how can do, would you want people to reach out directly to you, or would you if they have questions, or is yeah, there a contact you want to give? Definitely. So you can certainly reach out to the DVC Rental Store, um, which is dvcrentalstore.com. Um, and then if you want to reach out to me uh, directly, I am my email's changing a bit right now, so I'll give you my new email um, because I had that that role switch. So I'm Carrie at worldofdvc.com. Great. So thanks again for coming on, Carrie. We really really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, so uh, Trevor, you want to go ahead and do our ad for DVC Resale Market? Yeah, so <laughs> so just go yeah, ahead and do that. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking to DVC Rental Store, but uh, yeah, DVC Resale Market, a world of DVC company, is the leader in the DVC resale industry with thirteen former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying, and only DVC- two microphones for some reason, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll ignore that. Um, If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. In 2020, DVC Resale Market helped over 3,600 families join or add on to their memberships. Go to dvcresellemarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS. That's 382-7767. When you speak to them, please be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you, if we're not in the drop-down already. Maybe someday we'll get we'll be cool enough to get into the drop-down. Yeah. So. <laughs> we probably uh, are in the drop-downs. I just didn't go far enough to yeah. see it, but... It's, it's possible. It's possible. We, yeah. we, we might ignore that, if, you know, but maybe it's a trade-off that if it's there and... and 
and we don't know that, you know, we might forgive Derek for the microphone thing. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> he just needs to get it added. That's all. <laughs> I wonder if we're in the drop down of Monero. We need to look at that too. Yes. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, enough drop down talk. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about the biggest news in a while. Yeah. Yeah. For DVC. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So, the biggest news for certain people. Oh, yeah. Certain I guess people so. don't care. I mean, now, if you never get rid of your points, what do you care? That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, so basically, the news is that uh, the the DVC has uh, decided to end the relationship with RCI and is now going to uh, have a work with Interval International, which apparently, and I didn't know this. Uh, I'm not going to lie; I didn't know this because I, I haven't been a member longer than 13 years. That before RCI, it was Interval International, so they're going back to an old relationship. Um, and from what I've seen, it seems like this is going to be better than RCI because I think one of the problems I always had with RCI is I look at their availability and I always felt the options were kind of limited and nothing was ever available. And it's, I don't know. Like, I, I like my thing at RCI at Hilton head was you, fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, you did I, like that, but I did look at RCI and so trying to use it or my thinking with it was, you know, use it for something closer to home and, you know, particularly up in, in Alberta, Canada, there wasn't. A lot of options so mm-hmm. I, I think it really depends on wait the but area. is there more options with this now you That's, know or did you fun, not do your research Trevor? it's funny you said that I, damon because i actually looked <laughs> in trevor's area i was looking on their website <laughs> trevor you got time doing research for you i like that <laughs> yeah no <laughs> I, I actually looked in trevor's area just out of curiosity and there was a mm-hmm. bunch of like mountain lodges available on uh on interval uh so yeah there was some interesting places so there was so a bunch there was like Wait, can we all go up and visit Trevor then? That's why I was yeah. looking. I want to go visit Trevor. I want to go go up in the mountains. Well, we, wait, we, we decided that we're going to fly Trevor down to Charlotte. The question <laughs> is, is that while Chris came out to our Charlotte meeting, which was absolutely wonderful to meet Chris, it was a fun time. We were we would say that if Trevor was coming, we would hope more people would come. I mean, I get you don't want to see me and Tom, but if Trevor comes like to Charlotte, oh now you know, I, people got to come in from a little bit further out. You're you're putting pressure on me now. <laughs> and, and Trevor, all we can do is eat at Optimus Hall the whole time. We're okay. not allowed to go anywhere else to eat. <laughs> I I think I'll be down with that based on what Tom described about it. Yeah, I, yeah I absolutely. Think I can do that. Yep. But yeah, yeah. So, so so to the point about Interval International, like I said, I I had a look at RCI and I found like three places nearby. Um, if there's more options through Interval, that I mean that right there definitely makes a big difference. The other thing to keep in mind, I and I read this in some of the groups, is people said, yeah, 13 years ago they were with Interval and um, they had this kind of the same problem that they're having with RCI right now is that people were looking at it and they weren't seeing a ton of um, options. But um, I'm noticing here, like reading through the details, Interval was actually acquired by uh, Marriott Vacations Worldwide back in 2018. So anyone questioning, is this going to be the same experience that it was 13 years ago? No, because it's yeah, it's a different company. Like, like if, if they've been bought by Marriott, they've obviously got – I mean, Marriott's a pretty big um, chain around the world. So I would expect there's going to be more options. There should be well, if, you, if you're dealing with Marriott. <laughs> well, yeah, and they say right here that you know resort brands Marriott, Her- uh, Hyatt, uh, Vistana, which I'm not familiar with. Yeah, Starwood and uh, Ritz Carlton. We're going to have access to as part of this. So, yeah. So, so I think this is all around. Um, this is just a positive from what I see. Like I'm not, I'm not planning to use RCI or uh, Interval anytime soon, but. You know, this is like Damon said, you know, it it doesn't matter to people who aren't going to use 
their points this way, at least in the short term. But, but, you know, ask me again in a couple of years and I may be looking at this because I, I'm, I may hit, I may hit a point where, um, yeah, you know, I don't necessarily want to use my points for going down to Florida. I, you know, it may be that I just want to, yeah, go out to the mountains or, or something like that. So more is definitely better in my opinion. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I saw a couple people post on Facebook and this is anecdotal. Like I, this is not, you know, information that I have for sure. But I, mm-hmm. I saw some people say that, uh, like even 10 years ago that interval had like double the amount of resorts that, that RCI did. So, um, like, and they, this says they have 3,200 resorts in 80 countries. So that's pretty, I mean, that's, that's a lot of resorts. So that's, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good access to a lot of different things. So I, I do think that this is a, a positive change from what I can tell. And I'm not going to tell you that I'm the expert on interval, but, uh, it looks like it's a pretty positive change. Um, and then also, you know, oh, the other thing they said too is that there's an expanded portfolio here too, uh, with resorts offered by Marriott, uh, Sheridan, uh, Hyatt, and Weston too. So there's, I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot more, uh, options basically if you want to use your points somewhere else. So, oh, hey. So, okay. Sorry. I literally just went on their website and, um, so did you, did you look at the resorts by you? Cause there's some really nice looking and, lodges by you. And, and actually, so, so literally the second one on the list, it, it's a resort called Blackstone mountain lodge. Yeah. I've actually stayed there like five or six times now because I, it's in Canmore and I really like it. So it's like, perfect. Like that's, <laughs> that's what you want. Right? Yeah. If that's on the list, that's, that's what I want. And yeah, they, they've got, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of the Canmore resorts, which, um, I shouldn't even say this, but you know, anybody wanting to go to Banff, you actually want to stay in Canmore because, um, the Banff resorts are generally really expensive for what you're getting. And Canmore's like 10 minutes away. Anyway. Yeah. I noticed, <laughs> I actually noticed that there was that they all seem to be in the same general area, the, the resorts that are mm-hmm. part of this. So like, and, and that's the area that you're talking about, but they looked really nice from what I saw. Oh, the, it, they're wonderful. I, like I said, we, we, we like staying out there a couple of times a year and, uh, yeah, it's there. It honestly, all of them. Um, and you know, you look at them, you say, Hey, these look a lot like Wilderness Lodge. Yeah, that's pretty much, I think, where the aesthetic of Wilderness Lodge came from was like these mountain resorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have to say, though, I did see, and I'm gonna try to find it really quick because it made me laugh. And I actually meant to send it to you guys when I saw it. There, if you look in the uh, the Orlando area. There is, there's a resort that looks like it's straight out of like the seventies, like just in this inventory. Oh, really? And it was, cra- it was, I'm like, really, who is staying here? Um, cause it was, oh man, let me, I see if I can find it really quickly. Maybe here. I want was, that seventies. Yeah. Maybe you want a seventies so. vibe, right? Yeah. Maybe that's, that's what you're looking for. Um, oh wait. Yeah. Lago Vista at Buenaventure, uh, lakes. Oh my God. I'm just going to send you the link for this cause I'm just. <laughs> It just is making me laugh. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, there's, listen, there looks like there's some good options in here. Um, you know, some some not so great options, but that's how RCI was too. So I, I just, I, I'm, I'm just laughing at, at this place. It's just really funny. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, I mean... Yeah. Sh- I, yeah. 
<laughs> it's not great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This, this looks like a motel we stayed in back in like the eighties. <laughs> it does. It looks like a motel. And like, it looks like a not great motel. It, that's what it looks like. But listen, you're going to get some properties like that in the mix of the nicer things. So it, yeah. I'm not, that's, this is not a criticism overall. I just, when I was, browsing the website i stumbled upon that one and it was it was making me laugh <laughs> so <laughs> the, the 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 resorts in canmore are the trade-off <laughs> there you go yeah the, those those resorts look amazing they really do i mean they are, if i were going to travel up there i would go check that out uh, sure. honestly that that whole area is fantastic like it's nice y- yeah it's you can just sit out there for days and just enjoy the mountains and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm happy that, uh, yeah, you know, just having even a quick look at interval, this is way better than what I saw with RCI. Like just yeah. right off the bat, I, I can't see why this wouldn't be a good move for Disney. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I mean, especially with being, you know, associated with Marriott, uh, vacations worldwide. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's a, that's a big one. So I, I yeah. think that's, uh, that's really good. All right. So the other thing I have on here are 2022 Epcot International Festival of the Arts booth. the the line The booth lineup has been announced. So we we got we've got booth lineup here. All right. Now, I mean, we don't have dishes yet. I'm sure we'll talk about it when we have full menus. Right. So, so. so I'm actually going to be here for this. I just realized that. Yeah. Go. <laughs> are you going to give us a, a run by run of uh, everything as you eat it on Instagram? Yeah, you um, got to do that. Oh God, you're gonna make me use integ- Instagram. <laughs> this is why I, I have mean, you my can do wife it on Facebook it. This, too. This, this is why my wife always does it because I don't know how to use Instagram. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not gonna work for me. Uh, my wife doesn't know how to use Instagram. So, get your son to do it. He's 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 a, he's a teenager, right? He knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't know if I want my my son posting to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it might not be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you are going to be there for this, so you're mm-hmm. going to get to enjoy some, you know, a lot. Yeah. Of well, uh, so so he, here's the interesting thing is that um you know we we're already looking at sit down like space two twenty and everything. So I'll have to figure out how to work this in. I might actually have a couple of days at Epcot. It's not going to be cheap though. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm well aware. Yeah. Tre- Trevor, this was my problem though, too, because I wanted to go to space 220, but I also wanted to eat like around the world. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I ended up doing lunch for space 220, like as early of a lunch as I possibly could. So I had like the rest of the day, because I'll tell you the thing with space 220. What good? That's yeah. still a lot of food though. I feel like. It, well, it is, it and is. they give you a lot of food at Space 222, and it's like a... I mean, I think we were there for two hours. It's like a long experience. You you spend a lot of time there, and it's... And I mean, the portions aren't huge, but they're nice size. I mean, they're, they're you'll be full leaving there for sure, but it it almost is like you got to do Space 220 on one day, and then do the eating around the world the other day, you know? Yeah. yeah I'm, I, like I said, I'm thinking that's what it's going to be, is normally we would... Like, we would do everything in a single day at Epcot, but I think we may have to plan for a couple of days. This deconstructed dish sounds super interesting, though. Deco Delights? Is that... Or, oh, no, the, no deconstructed de- dish. Yeah, the one deconstructed I dish, yeah. 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 Rediscover your favorite dishes fragmented and presented as never before, like a BLT, French onion soup, and key lime pie. I'm always down for key lime pie. I love key lime pie. But deconstructed key lime pie, though. It's okay. That's like a cracker with a scoop of... <laughs> Lime jelly on it. I don't know. It's gonna be very artistic. It's gonna yeah. be very artistic. <laughs> and the donut. Bars. Like I love, I love French onion soup, 
but I don't love like almost choking to death eating French onion soup. So I kind of hope that that's, uh, they could do something there. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. How do you deconstruct French onion soup? A fried onion on a cracker. Everything's on a cracker. <laughs> Everything's just on a cracker. <laughs> Everything's on a cracker. <laughs> BLT, bacon on a cracker. What else we got? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at this, uh, uh, Goshiki, uh, the Japan one. Okay. I'm I'm curious what the five colors of Japanese cuisine are, but I feel I like a sushi donut sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, sounds gross. I but well, I, I, I'm just curious. I, I I love exploring that kind of stuff. I, I could ooh. probably hang out in the Japan Pavilion for a long Canada time. Canada has some beets. I love beets. Canada. Yeah, we we beets. like our beets. Yeah. Oh, is that really okay? So that's one they're actually representing you properly on. <laughs> uh, well, I mean it. Farming in general, like it's, you know, we, we have a lot of, uh, yeah, agriculture is a big thing up here. So that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm trying to look at some of the other, I, I see painted I panda. To, I would go to I, wild see, mushroom talking. risotto. That'll be good. I can guarantee you that'll be good. I don't do mushrooms. So me either, but, um, I'm sure some people will enjoy that. I'm, I was looking at France, uh, just cause I always like a good, uh, baked good. Uh, they've sweet and savory stuff. Got some wine, you know. I don't really love that, like a a black winter truffle croissant. No, thank you. Well, I'm not doing the truffle either. Warm brie, warm brie might not be bad. We had a, we had a whole big block of brie, and then my dog ate it all. But, <laughs> but, the, but this is just ate all the brie. This is yeah. brie in a bread bowl, so it's gonna be like it, it'll be like a like a soup or something. Like, yeah, like, my. Yeah. My dog turned into like a super ninja dog now. Like <laughs> there is nothing you can put anywhere that just doesn't get eaten. It doesn't even matter what it is. Like she ate a tomato. Who eats a tomato? What dog eats a tomato? Like why are you eating mm-hmm. a tomato? Mission Impossible dog. <laughs> That's for yeah, sure. gets everything. She's just big enough that like she just she just puts her feet up on the counter and just counter surfs like a superstar, man. You just imme- immediately made me think back to Anchorman where he's talking about, you know, you ate an entire wheel of cheese. He's talking to his yeah. dog. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I mean, what about Italy? I'm I'm down with Italy. Nah, I feel like that's just regular food. Like it's like okay, you yeah. want some ravioli? Yeah, yeah. What the, about Germany? Some wild boar? What is it? Castellet? No. How do you say that? I like how no, you I skipped over boar. China. China's the best. China, I would say, is the best one. Char, char soup pork buns. I love yeah. pork buns. Right. Yep. General Tso's chicken bubble tea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where I'd be. I'd be at China and the de- deconstructed dish. Those are the two ones I'd be looking at. Oh, I remember this Pop Eats one from last year though too. They had like uh, they uh, they were doing tomato soup and grilled cheese. That was you know, which I mean, if you if you're gonna mm-hmm. do grilled cheese, you gotta like elevate it, right? It can't just be like grilled cheese. So I'm assuming it's something special. I would hope. Better be. I mean, gr- grilled cheese can be pretty gourmet if you if you you know use that special cheese. That's true. You can nice you can make you can make a really gourmet of some sort. Well, yeah. I mean, cheese can be super expensive. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I'm trying to think of what I, I mean. They got empanadas at this one. Uh, empanadas. I, I'm always with the, good with the house made empanada with uh, chorizo. Uh, are you talking the Encanto Coquina? The yeah, the Colombian yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. That that yeah, that's. I actually like the fact that they're doing like I, I know they're pushing um, Encanto obviously but but you know i think it's good that it's giving them a reason to shine a light on something like colombian cuisine um i actually i i really like a lot of 
South American cuisine. I actually had, I had a bunch of coworkers that lived in like, um, they, they came from Venezuela and Brazil and stuff. So they were always bringing us food that they would make at home. And it was always so good. Like I, yeah, I, I, I would definitely stop by this one and check out what they're doing. Yeah, no, for sure. There's a lot of interesting ones on here. I'll be interested to see the full menus. And of course, we'll, you know, we like talking about food. So as mm. soon as the full menus come out, we'll talk about all the food uh, and all the different items on there and, and go through the ones that we're in on and out on like we like to do. So, um, but yeah, there's some interesting booths, Trevor. I think you got your work cut out for you. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> the, the hard part's going to be convincing my son that we need to stop by all these places because he's, not, you know, he he's still a teenager and will want to, you know, be going on rides and, and rides, yeah. doing stuff right and and you know when dad's like wait wait wait, you know let's let's stop by another eat here. food booth right <laughs> yeah. wait yeah. he doesn't want to eat though i thought like you know i thought kids just uh at that age just constantly actually eat. i thought that's, that's true you know, you know i you know he is hitting that age where he's you know he he's doing that thing where you know he gets um ravenous and cleans out my pantry without me noticing <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess maybe that this might work out, but the other part too, is I, I need to, um, you know, he, he is fairly adventurous, but, um, he's not as adventurous as I am in trying different things. So it, part of it will be me convincing him that it's okay to try something that he's never had before. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And I, yeah, you know, I'm not all that adventurous either. So I, I understand that. So <laughs> See, honestly, oh, just, I I could hit up every single one of these booths and find something. I'm sure. Oh well, yeah, but, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see what the full menu is going to look like, right? So. Yeah, but they're also still going to have poutine over at Refreshment Port too. So it's and it's. I'm telling you, Trevor, it's pretty good poutine. I'm just saying. It, <laughs> but why would you go get poutine? I know, right? I know. And and, <laughs> and honestly, it's it's for me, it's a waste of time to go and get uh, poutine because it's it's heavy and I could spend my time eating other things <laughs> yeah no that's fair that's yeah fair. that was it's like damon always says about like getting barbecue at the at the uh at the parks because it's like we have barbecue everywhere around here so it's like why would we get barbecue yeah Although, by the way i i didn't even talk about this when i talked about my trip report i did at one point go and get the mac and cheese from uh regal eagle i didn't get any barbecue i got mac and cheese the mac and cheese was fabulous <laughs> so i have to say that was really good <laughs> so but again, it's hard to eat at like a place like Regal Eagle if you're doing, you know, trying to eat at these special mm-hmm. booths. You know, it's it's like why do I want to go to the place that's there all the time when I can go to the special place that's only here for X amount of time? You know, and, and, and especially when you know that you know what they're offering. If it's something heavier, you don't want to go and eat that, and then you're full, and you don't want to try anything else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the tough part with Space Two Twenty right now because. You definitely should do it, but it's also going to like fill you up for mm-hmm. for not doing this other stuff. So, yeah, there. I I need I need a food budget, but not in the way that you think. Like, it, <laughs> yeah, you need a food budget for your stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I need to budget space, not money. In this yes. case, <laughs> yes, exactly, correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and do our second ad? Okay. And then we can we can wrap this thing up with some Disneyland stuff. 
All right, so our ad this week is for uh, Monera Financial. If you're looking for financing for your DVC resale purchase, we talked about DVC resale market earlier. If you're looking to finance that purchase, look no further than Monera Financial. Monera, a world of DVC company, is the industry leader for financing DVC resale contracts. Monera offers lending with no credit checks, often very low down payments, terms as long as 10 years, and no prepayment penalties. If you're thinking of purchasing a DVC contract, go check out their quick online quote first. You may be surprised at just how affordable joining DVC can be. Go to ManeraFinancial.com or call 317-245-8800. And when you speak to them, be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. And tell them that they need a drop down on their website where you can <laughs> you can just select our name. <laughs> We're obsessed with drop downs right now. This is our, our current obsession. Yeah. So this is the thing <laughs> so, this week. Yeah, this is this is our thing this week. So all right, so you know, truthfully, there's not a lot to uh, to talk about with this Disneyland stuff, but there's there's a little bit in here. I mean, and I don't know a lot about these, you know, these events because uh, you know I'm not on the Disneyland side of things. So, so yeah, Disneyland updates. So yeah, there's um, the Disneyland After Dark is um, they've expanded it, which is that like an after hours event? Is that, yeah, that it, yeah, it's Disney yeah, After Hours, yeah. but it, it's it's they have themed nights for it. So so there's um um. There's yeah they do like villains so so that's where you get like the villains um, parades and stuff like that they they do Star Wars um, it's yeah it, it they're basically after hours parties so nothing that you haven't seen in Disney World before it's just depending on the time of year you go you just may want to pay attention to that so that you get uh, um or that you're you're seeing the stuff that you want to see right like I guess if you're expecting Star Wars. And you go and you see all the villain stuff. You may be disappointed. <laughs> I I love the idea of the themes, though. I don't I don't know why they don't do like themes at the Disney World ones. I mean, maybe they will, but I, I, that's like such a great idea. I, I think again, it's it's a little. It's this different. is the thing with Disneyland is yeah, yeah. Be, because there's a lot of locals. A lot of these after, um, these after dark events are more appealing to locals, I think, than tourists. So they definitely try to shake it up so that people are coming back more, but you know, honestly they could do the same thing all year and I'm sure it would be full too. Disney world. Again, it's a little different that, you know, they, they kind of like festival, the arts and all that stuff that, you know, they, they want to run that stuff for as long as possible because they know that people are coming from all over the place to, to hit up these, or there's more tourists than, than there is in Disneyland. Yeah, that makes sense. And, I just like I just love the idea of the theme nights. I think that's cool. You know? Yeah, totally. But I, the the only thing I don't like about that is, um, you know, kind of the same problem that I had with Moonlight Magic, where it was like, I would love to go to this particular event at yeah, this time, yeah. but if I can't make it, it's you know you you you, feel, you get that fear of missing out. Oh so. yeah, well because like it's you know you're exactly right with the Moonlight Magic because there was. You know, the two of the times that we went and they had Moonlight Magic, it was at one of the water parks, and we just don't do water parks. So it was like, okay, well, why? this is great, but why are we going to go do a Moonlight Magic event at a water park that we wouldn't have gone to anyway? You know, so like, that's, it's, it's almost like it just whatever works with your trip, you know? Yeah. So anyway, good. But yeah, like I said, I, you know, I, I think it, you know, it's great. There are obviously more signs of, things going back to normal because they are expanding it um and yeah let's so i don't think there's much else to talk about there um disney genie is now 
uh, at the Disneyland Resort as of this week. <laughs> didn't have didn't have a great first day. <laughs> no, it did not. I, I I definitely saw some static about it in some of the Facebook groups that uh, um, it. It was having issues with, uh, there was some delay on booking stuff and then people were having issues canceling and they had to go to guest services to, to cancel lightning lanes that they had booked, which, yeah, I, I, it seemed like no one could access anything that day. It was just kind of down. Yeah. Which, (laughs) you know what? That kind of stuff happens. But at the same time, it's funny because everybody expected that to happen at Disney World and it didn't. It was, it ran like pretty much perfectly the first day. And then at Disneyland, it kind of crashed. And I, and I feel it's a matter of, you know, on, on the back end, people, you know, they, they try to size, um, resources. So, so like you'll have like, uh, I'm guessing they probably have a server farm, like something hosted sure. in Amazon Web Services or something like that. And they probably looked at it and went, oh, you know, for for Disney World, you know, we allocated this much, this many resources. And they probably figured that because Disneyland is technically half the size of Disney World or less than half the size, that they didn't have to allocate it as much. But, yeah. you know, lo and behold, people still use it just as much. <laughs> Well, it's interesting yeah. though too at Disneyland because it's like I feel like the learning curve is is less for the Disneyland guests because it's essentially Max Pass. It's not all that different from Max Pass. Yeah, right? and they already had that, and so they already kind of understand how the system works, right? Like they get it already. It's a little different, right? But mostly the same. Yeah. the The, the biggest annoyance I saw too was that people were saying, you know, you would you would go to book it, and, and yeah, again, it was all these technical things where with Max Pass, you know, it was very easy. You go and you could book, you could you could change reservations. With the Lightning Lane, you couldn't do that. It was you would book it, and then you couldn't go back and modify it afterwards. You actually had to cancel the reservation and redo it, which you know felt far more um, risky yeah. than yeah. than just modifying it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But yeah, it seems like it was a little bit of a mess on the first day, and that I mean, like, listen, yeah. I, I, I. I understand how that stuff works, right? It's a lot of times when you launch a new service with technology involved, stuff can break, right? So, um, and that's what every, like I said, that's what everyone was expecting to happen at Disney World, and it just didn't happen. It was a smooth first day, and unfortunately, it happened uh, happened at Disneyland. But from all reports I saw, the second day everything was fine. So they fixed whatever issue, and then uh, then it was fine after that. So. Yeah, but I mean, with that AWS thing we were talking about the other day, that affected Disney too. Where I was reading in Disney World, everything was down basically because because you know they are all hosted in AWS. Yeah. yeah, but to be fair, like everything was down. So like, yeah, that yeah. that's the problem with the these uh, you know, uh, sorry, bit on the technical side. You know, everyone's moving to cloud infrastructure is what it's called. That's yeah. what AWS is, and um, yeah, that's that's the. Uh, that's the problem is that it's kind of a single point of failure. And that if, if the whole service is down, well, too bad <laughs> that everything goes down and, yeah. and, and Disney relies on, you know, pretty on that stuff to do pretty much everything, you know, to, to get into the parks to, you know, they, I, I saw people were having problems getting into the parks. Uh, you know, Genie was down, like the app was that everything was down. So yeah. it's, that just makes it a little challenging, but you know, it wasn't really their fault. It's all, there's only so much you can do. Right. So exactly. Um, Okay, let's uh, let's talk about some of these things returning to the Disneyland Resort. So the, there's a bunch of shows. There's some old shows coming back, and then there's some new stuff coming as well. So um, I guess we'll start with, uh, or so just looking down the list here, you, you um, the the highlight or it says 
entertainment returning, including Celebrate Gospel and Tale of the Lion King. So I don't know what either of these shows are. <laughs> I guess <laughs> is the, the first thing. Um, yeah, well, so this one, this this one says that the, the Lion King one just had debuted at 20, 2019 at California Adventure. So, okay, um, yeah, but yeah, I guess the the interesting thing about this one is that this is taking over. So it's not coming back to California Adventure. It's actually coming to uh, the Fantasyland Theater in Disneyland, which was formerly uh, Mickey and the Magical Map. Okay. So it's it's actually replacing because I, I know the, the I know they ended making the magical map so this is what's replacing it yeah which is yeah. you know that's that's okay but you know that means that that theater will be used it's um for for anyone that's been there it's basically there's a theater like right next to the entrance of Toontown um so this would be um it's it's actually it's a good place to go if you need somewhere to just sit for a while and it's kind of like at the back of the park. Um, we've like, we've gone and watched making the magical map and then, um, you know, it's good, you know, you, you have a break there and then you can actually get on the railroad right there as well. If you want to, uh, get out of that area without having to, you know, fight your way all the way back through fantasy land and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah, but it's, uh, so, so that's replacing or so, yeah, this is a new show or not a new show, but an existing show replacing an old show. And then uh, celebrate gospel. Um, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I, I don't know either. It yeah. seems like a show celebrating gospel music. So yeah. <laughs> um, then Main Street Electrical Parade. Yep. So so Main Street Electrical Parade is coming back, which is uh, fantastic. Like it, I, I know It'd be it, more fantastic if it was at Disney World. But yeah, true. <laughs> but but the interesting thing is is that they chose chose Main Street Electrical Parade instead of Paint the Night, which that's yeah. that kind of um, doesn't or it makes me think a little bit more about the rumor that we were talking about with Paint the Night coming to Disney World. That this it makes me lean a little bit more that way that it, it is yeah, possible. But- well, there's also magic happens though too. Like that was that was uh, like a pretty new when the parks had shut down. That that parade. I mean, my daughter watches that parade on YouTube like mm-hmm. every day, several times a day, and it's a fantastic parade. But they haven't announced anything about that one coming back at all. Yeah, and that's that's a that was their daytime parade and and the nighttime parade too. I mean, it was uh, they did both for that. So I, I wonder what's going on with that parade because. I, I had to laugh because they Disney just won a, a like a, a a theme park award for best parade for the Magic Happens parade, and it's not even running. <laughs> Nobody knows when it's going to come back. So hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It, I'm still leaning towards Paint the Night, but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's way. funny because just when I Google, I just googled this right now and. Uh, and I, I just I just see an article on Inside the Magic saying Disney finally speaks on Magic Happens Return. So let me see here really quickly. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Disney San, Disneyland said it may return at a later time as part of the phase reopening. So that's that's just a nonsense answer. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're we're still thinking about it. That's what that. Means. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. listen, that parade is amazing. I wish that parade would. I I almost wish wish that parade would come to Disney World a little more than I I would wish that um. That uh, that uh, electrical light parade, uh, Main Street electrical parade will come back. I, I, it's an amazing parade, and and I think it would be great in Disney World. I, I don't think it needs to, you know, be Disneyland only. It's a it's a great parade. Um, so yeah, no, I know what you mean though about Paint the Night. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 
Anyway, so so also you know keeping in the nighttime uh, shows, so the, they've got Fantasmic and World of Color slated to come back. So Fantasmic would be in Disneyland Park, World of Color would be in California Adventure. Uh, Fantasmic's a little different in Disneyland for anyone that hasn't been there. Um, imagine, or the actual area where you watch Fantasmic is on Rivers of America. So the the stage for Fantasmic is actually on Tom Sawyer's Island. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's it's great, though. Weird to me, but it, yeah. <laughs> it, it's awesome. Ser- seriously, you, you need to get to Disneyland and you need to watch it because it's, um, yeah, it, it's really cool. And, and they actually do make use of, um, the, so so they they have the they have the Mark Twain boat that goes around um, Rivers of America, but then they also have the Columbia, which is it, it looks yeah. like a like a pirate ship basically and they actually use that during phantasmic as well so it so you've cool. um yeah. so you've got like peter pan and hook fighting on the ship which is uh it's it's very different from the the one in disney world yeah i'm sure yeah yeah well because that one is the, a gigantic stadium at disney world so. yeah yeah so so that's great that that's coming back world of color again um i i realized that you know, every time we've seen World of Color, um, it's it's always been. I've seen a couple of different. They've done a few variations of it, but it's always been. It's such a good show, and I feel like that they don't, or well, they do advertise it, but it feels like people don't. Um, they don't talk about it as much as some of the other shows. Okay, but I feel like it. It's so, like in the moment, it it. it I can't even describe it. It it's a really good show, but it's really underrated. I think. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, make sure uh, anyone planning to go to Disneyland, make sure you guys see it for and yeah, for any of our listeners that are on the West Coast, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you've seen World of Color. It's it's interesting though because like I feel like I've seen people com- complained about because this is just like a light and water show, right? Like there's are there fireworks with this too. Uh, there's pyrotechnics. There's not fireworks. Okay, because I, yeah. I mean, I've seen Disney World fans, you know, obviously uh, Rivers of Light got canceled, and that's pretty much what that was. It was a water and light and effects show, right? It, but there were no fireworks. And then, like, with uh, even with uh, just Harmonious, people were complaining about Harmonious because it was uh, it's very much around water and lights. And, you know, although people complain about illuminations with that, too. So it's, it's just interesting to me because I, I think World of Color has such a good reputation and is so well loved. And then, but for whatever reason, in Disney World, there were a lot of there was a vocal group of people that hated the things that were just you know water and lights and stuff. Again, though, this is not. Um, I feel World of Color better refines some of the things that, yeah, like you said, it's it's a water show and it and it's lights, but um, the the whole show is, or so I guess the way I would, I would say it is like with harmonious or any of those other shows, it feels like they added in certain effects as it went along. Whereas world of color is it's specifically designed that they're using the, uh, the water effects and the lighting and everything. Like it was, it was designed for that purpose. So I feel it does it better because they like, it, it doesn't feel like it was another show and then they tacked that onto it. Right. Gotcha. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. 
Yeah, I by the yeah. way, I was just reading even more about Magic Happens because I like I said, I've watched it a couple of times. I didn't realize it only ran for two weeks before Disneyland <laughs> shut down. It was two weeks. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, if you haven't watched that one on YouTube, Trevor, watch it. I, it is a fantastic parade. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, especially at night. I think it's even better at night than it is during the day because the floats are really excellent. But Paint the Night is great too. My daughter likes watching that one too. So if they brought that to Disney World, I'd also be happy for that. Yeah. Like I said, for me, Paint the Night, I specifically have memories of watching it in Disneyland. So, you know, I, yeah, I'll, I'll probably, I'll check it out, but it's going to be hard to convince me about Paint the Night right now. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. Wait, so, but wait, and maybe I, maybe I'm ignorant on this. I feel like I should know this. Did, did Magic Happens actually replace Paint the Night? I don't know. That, I guess, so, because the thing is, is Magic Happens ra- runs in Disneyland, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, so Paint the Night actually moved over to California Adventure. Well, that, that makes sense then. Okay. Yeah. So, so that, I guess that's the, that's the thing is that that's the difference. Yeah. yeah paint, paint the night is still there or it was still there and it was still in California adventure. So it wasn't that it wasn't that magic happened, booted it out. <laughs> gotcha. Makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, I guess the last thing on the list here is, so yeah, you know, we've been talking about water shows and everything, but Disneyland forever fireworks are coming back, which I mean, who doesn't like fireworks? <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Do you think this is, a, I, I think it's interesting that they just did like a news dump of like a bunch of stuff is coming back to Disneyland where I'm like, I'm feeling as a Disney World fan, a little like left out here. Like, I know we just had D23 and they announced all this stuff coming back, but I feel like I want more. Give me more. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. But, you know, to be fair, Disneyland was um, like a lot of these things. Uh, they haven't had a lot of these shows for a yeah, long yeah. time. Like Disneyland has been grad or Disney world has been gradually getting them back. Whereas Disneyland felt like, you know, they opened the parks and they were just dealing with a lot of logistical issues and just getting, they were just people. getting by. Yeah, yeah. And just getting people back in the parks. And so I, I understand why they did this. I like, I, I feel like they, I think I think Disneyland, they were waiting to do this, but because of all the, the, the speed bumps they were running into, they kind of had to hold off on it. And then they, they finally just hit a point where they're like, okay, we're good. You know, here's everything. (laughs) Let's do it. Here's everything at once. Everything's coming back. You know, like, yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. So yeah. All right. Any, anything else you want to talk about or should we wrap this thing up? Uh, yeah, I think, I think we're good. I think we covered quite a lot today. So, uh, yeah, good to wrap this up. So let's wrap up. All right. So, as usual, if you guys want to get a hold of us, uh, make sure you reach out to us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us your your questions, send us trip reports, um, anything like that, you know, even questions for our sponsors like DVC Rental Store, DVC Resale Market. Uh, we, you know, we love hearing from you guys and, and we try to respond back as, as quickly as we can. Or um, you may hear us uh, actually read your, your question out on the show. So, um, yeah, if, if you want us to, to talk about anything, that's a great way to list, uh, reach out to us. Uh, if you guys, uh, want to follow us on Facebook, make sure you, uh, find us as welcome home podcast. And if you want to join our Facebook group, it's welcome home Disney waitlist. And you can, you can get in there and see all the, uh, the conversations that our, our listeners have and, and interact with us that way. Uh, you can also follow us on YouTube and Instagram. YouTube is again, welcome home podcast. Instagram is welcome home picks. 
uh, as we were talking about with, uh, with trips, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see us post stuff on Instagram as we're, we're going around the parks. YouTube is a great place. If, uh, you know, whenever we do live shows or, or live streams, you can always catch those on YouTube if you miss them and, uh, and keep up with stuff that we're doing that way. And if, after all this, you're interested in maybe getting some Welcome Home Podcast merchandise, make sure you go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com. Uh, check out all the cool stuff we got on there. There's uh, You can get masks, you can get tumblers, t-shirts, uh, all kinds of great stuff. there's a holiday stuff. sale going on right now, too. Yes. Actually, yeah. They're, yeah. On on the uh, store, yeah. If, if uh, you want to get some stuff on sale for, uh, for the holidays, uh, make sure you guys go check it out. And if, uh, you know, if, if you want something a little different, uh, make sure you guys go check out our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash welcome home pod. There's uh Patreon exclusive merchandise there. So for the different tiers, it's uh specific merchandise you can get and, uh, go, uh, subscribing to Patreon also gets you access to our discord server, which has, uh, uh, it's a more direct, uh, um, or we, we have more direct conversations on there with uh, our fans um you know it's it's a lot more chatter and you also get things like access to the show notes so um yeah make sure you guys check that out and exclusive merch as you i think you said right yes so, yeah yeah, uh, yeah. The, yeah the uh the the uh patreon logo stuff is available only on patreon yep that's right yeah and uh you know last but not least if you guys want to leave us a review on itunes uh please do so you know even if you're listening through another service provider if uh if uh, you could leave us a, a review, it definitely helps the podcast because uh, those reviews uh, help other people see the podcast. Um, we also like the feedback. Um, you know, five stars is better than one star, but uh, you know, we'll 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 take anything. Um, you know, Tom wants to see the numbers go up, so you know, if you can, if you can leave us a five star review, that would be cool. And and you It'd know, be we, a great Christmas gift to me this year. It, it would talk about the holiday spirit. Give me a five star review. That's my Christmas gift. For exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's how you make uh, Tom's. Uh, it's like the Grinch. You know, his heart will grow three sizes if you leave him a five star <laughs> review. <laughs> yeah. Please do that. Yeah, yeah. Do that. So. And and also don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app out there that you can find. You can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. Look for the one that says Disney DVC. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult a DVC rep- representative, a Disney cast member, for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge thank you to, first of all, Carrie from DVC Rental Store for coming on the show, answering all the questions that we had. Uh, she was great. She's the best. Go, Please reach out to them if you want to rent points or if you want to rent out your points. Go check them out. But also thank you to our sponsors, DVC Resale Market and Monero, for sponsoring this episode. Really just world of DVC in general. Thank you to them. Uh, they are our overall sponsor, and we appreciate them supporting this show this year. And, and actually, all the years that we've been in existence, they've supported us. So we appreciate that. Um, so join us next time for more Parks, Discuss- Parks Discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl.